Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where an actual statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates and information, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. And for extra exclusive repicks on TikTok, this college football episode covers the college football playoff semifinal games, both these happening on New Year's Eve 2022. In case you're here, check out the webpage on the banner for a primer and explanation. That's www.pictotheprofessor.com slash new. Otherwise, the goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you a few things to think on, and explain where certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. We will make a pick on every game, but you should take what you like and leave the rest. Remember that there are no locks in gambling and that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to see will be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Kiss and Jared, we uh, broke even more or less for the conference championships. I guess that's uh, at, at least we crossed the finish line not limping too badly. Then I, I was about to say, I feel like that is the exact note that we should go out on this season is, is I, break even. Break even. Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking about this. And this is the semifinal. So maybe I should save this for the for the bowl preview. Because we're going to break up some of the bowl games in other episodes. But, you know, it's like every team heading into bowl season, other than the four we're going to talk about, you know, they're at a crossroads right now. Right. They got to figure mm-hmm. out. Are they playing next year? Are they going to the draft? How hard do they want to practice? You know, do they want to get the momentum for next year? Right. You know, it's like yeah. you, you and me got the same thing. You know, we got to figure out how we're going to practice hard and, and we're going to come out strong in, in the bowl game. Right. It's, it's, you know, yeah, exactly. We've got, we've got an extra few weeks. We're, we made it to bowl extra season. We've got an extra yeah. few weeks to prepare. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get on the same page and then we're going to really roll that in and you know, use it as a leaping board in, into next season. Yeah. Jake, uh, how about how about you? You feel like the extra few weeks gonna do you good here to do all the extra research for for bowl season? I well, unfortunately, no. I think I just get stuck in basketball mode and yeah, <laughs> and I'm just stuck there. And so then I'm like, oh yeah, there's football. Like that's probably that's probably true. Because of Jerry, a, a little bit less on the on the ba- college basketball I think than you are, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get to the semifinal game, some reminders, just that like button for YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. And a reminder, we've got that Patreon. If you're looking for some extra benefits, membership starts at just $3 per month, which gets you the plays of the day. There's other tiers with other benefits beyond that. But even if you're not there, we're thrilled to have you here. Let's get to it. All in courtesy of Online. Sign up link in the show description and current as the time of this recording here on Sunday night, December 4th. So this content is going to live a long time. I don't know what's going to happen between now and then, right? Hopefully there's, I mean, we kind of know the injury situations right now. Uh, for bowl games, we very different, right? With who's playing, who's not. For these, I mean, we know if you're able to play, you're playing. Um, right. But yeah, who knows? Again, this is December 4th recording this. So if there's some <laughs> information that comes out of that, we're unaware of it. Um, we're going to start off with the afternoon game. 4 p.m. Eastern, again, New Year's Eve on a Saturday. Perfect timing, right? To, you know, having New Year's Eve on a Saturday there. Uh, TCU and Michigan. A sideline says this is about a nine-point spread is what it should be. It actually is nine. The total in this one is 60. Uh, we've got two plays for you here. We're going to lay the nine with Michigan, and we're going to take the first half under 30.5. I, I think that the reason for the first half play here, rather than the full game, this game could get a little bit wild at the end with the way both teams play. TCU's done it all season. And I made the comment uh, to our uh, the people on the Discord that the, the announcers 
at the Big 12 Championship game were like so confused that TCU was struggling in the first half. And they were like, this we haven't seen this at all, whatever. I'm like, this is what they've always done. Like, they, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the Iowa State game, they just destroyed, right? But like for a lot of right. games, they've, they've looked worse in the first half. They've looked better in the second half. Feels like a game that, you know, especially with Harbaugh too and the way he can coach, a little bit of feel each other out early on, you know, a little slow dance, see where you are. Each team wanting to establish the running games, those short runs become longer runs later. Could easily have a point explosion the second half. May not, who knows? Um, I don't know if the over under of 60 is going to hit or not, but first half under 30 and a half, we think is a good total investment. We like that one. We're going to lay the nine with Michigan. TCU's a good team. Michigan's just a really good team. No Blake Corum, but it hasn't seemed to matter. Cousin Jared, what else do you have to add on this game? I, I would just say that TCU has the the rep for being a second half team. That's definitely the case, the way that they've played all season. But Michigan is the exact same way. The difference was Michigan was ahead at halftime in most of those games. They were ahead by <laughs> – They just know, ran away. Yeah, field goal, seven points, ten points or something like that. And then they put on the accelerator in the third quarter. They've outscored their opponents, I believe, this season by over 100 points in the third quarter. Uh, they were just really unstoppable. So I could see this being a, uh, the case where both teams come out a, l- a little bit slow. I, I think that – the TCU defense is going to be rested up. They're going to be able to, you know, maybe stuff Michigan's running game a little bit at the beginning of the game, and then that'll slowly open up as the game goes on. I think you're going to see a lot more points in the second half of this game uh, than the first part of the game. Although I will say, after seeing what Max Duggan did on Saturday, you have to think when he has a month to rest up and get ready, he's going to feel more refreshed than he has in, in I don't know how long. So I think that he's going to have a, a good game. But yeah, I think this one's going to start out a lot slower. And I think there's going to be fireworks in, in the second half as far as the scoring goes. But I think the first half is going to be a lot more low scoring than the rest of the game. Jake, what is your uh, play for this game? Yeah, so I, I'm going to I'm going to grab the over like where it's at because I think it gets bet up. Um, so I, I think it's going to be in the like mid sixties total game. So I'm gonna grab the over because everybody's going to look at TCU and the school in the last couple games from Michigan and be like, "There's going to be tons of points." And I think that moves high, way up. And I'm also going to lay the points with Michigan. Like I, I just I'm sitting here looking at it and just, I just, TCU feels like to me they've been gambling this whole time and just pushing that loss off and off and off and off. And I think it's all crumble, going to come crumbling apart here. I mean. Deuce Vaughn is great and probably better than Edwards, but he was, he made TCU's defense look look rough. There, a couple of those plays he made a couple people just fall down, and I think Michigan's going to be doing that all game to him. Yeah, I, I, uh, I so we're all we're all in the night with Michigan. Um, again, because Jared and I are going first half under, Jake are going full game over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, both of those can absolutely hit, and it wouldn't yeah. be surprising, I, I don't think. Um, I think the last thing I want to say about this one really is there's been a, a long narrative in the college football playoff. We've constantly had really two good teams every year other than one, which I'm going to talk about in the next in the next game. One year really that I can remember, maybe there was another one snuck in there and it just happened to be a blowout. But for the most part, we've had two teams that are better than everybody else. And everybody and and the, the the jump has just been we talk about outliers like kind of been an outlier situation and they've kind of dominated these which is I think and I'll get off my soapbox here in a minute but I, I'm excited for the 12 team playoff just because it's more interesting football because the semifinals haven't been that good so the 12 team yeah. playoff might give us more a higher percentage of good games and sure yeah. by the time we get to the end it might be blowouts but hey at least we would have some entertainment leading up to it it's like March Madness right sometimes the final four is a dud but like you remember the really fun opening round and sweet 16 games, that sort of thing. So I I think there's a really good chance. This is one of those blowouts again, potentially coming in the second half, but I mean, 
TCU is a good team, and I don't want to take anything away from what they accomplished this year, but they were a good team that was kind of lucky to go 12-1. and one. And, yeah. and I, I don't think they're any better than USC. I don't think they're any better than Utah. I don't think they're any better than Kansas State. I don't think they're any better than – there's a bunch of teams that are yeah. all kind of right there. And TCU won the games, and thus they deserve to be there. So don't mistake, mishear what I'm saying. They yeah. deserve to be there. But when you just talk about how good they are, I think Michigan might run away with them because, again, I just think Michigan's a really, really good team. We see a lot of blowouts in the playoffs, and uh, I've, this is the one that's ripe for it. Look, yeah. what – on those runs that TCU had there in the middle for a minute, they went what six games with taking out the other team's quarterback each time. <laughs> they, had a, they played a lot sometimes, of backup quarterbacks. Two of them. That, so that's, yeah. uh, I think, a lot of luck there. And, and we've seen from Michigan plenty of times this season that they they're not necessarily running up the score, but they, they're not going to try to stop scoring either. And, and so uh, I think that even if this is, I mean, that happened last week with with the Purdue game. Uh, you know, it was close later in the game, and then Michigan just kind of kept scoring and ended up covering. So I think you see the exact same thing here. Yeah, a lot of ways we could. It's weird to say this, but a lot of ways we could win this line nine. Uh, usually, yeah. you kind of go the other direction, right? You're like, oh, well, they could lose close, or they could, whatever. It's like a lot of ways we can win this. Michigan could just run away with it from the start. They can run away in the second half, or they can get a light front door cover because it's happened yeah. before with Michigan. Yeah. Uh, to the other game, the night game again, still New Year's Eve, 8 p.m. Eastern Ohio State at Georgia. Um, Georgia is a six and a half point favorite. The total on this one is 61. Uh, Cousin Jared and I are going over that 61. Um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll let you have the floor, and then I'll let Jake talk, and then I'll and then I'll wrap us up. So uh, the the floor is yours, Chris Jared. Yes, I would say that Georgia's offense, I think, steps up to whatever platform or, or whatever you know whatever stage they are currently on. And being the biggest one, I think their offense is going to show up. The first game of the season against Oregon, all the eyes were on them, and they put up a lot of points. Uh, they they didn't necessarily put up a lot of points against Tennessee, uh, but I think that was Kirby Smart trying to say like, oh, no offense, Jake, but uh, don't mean to bring up bad things here. But that was like, oh yeah, you're all getting you carried away with the Tennessee offense. We're going to show you how we play football, kind of thing. But then they. Scored lots of 50 points last week against LSU. Even going back to the national championship game last year, they scored 33 against a good team in Alabama. They put up a lot of points. Uh, the, the Alabama-Georgia uh, SEC championship game last year had 60-something points in it. Um, they've just put up points when kind of everybody was watching them. And I think this is going to be the, the same type deal. I think the spread here is important. We're expecting a, a relative close game. I, in fact, sideline would say that, that this is closer – Georgia should be favored by less than what they actually are, uh, according yeah, depend, to, to sideline. De- depending on how you want to do home field with a game being in Atlanta, if, if you give them no home field, it's closer to four. If you give them a little bit of a home field edge for they just played on that field and they, they play there often. Uh, the Ohio State fans will travel, but just kind of that familiarity, the closeness, the whatever. Yeah. If, you give them a, if you give them a little bit of a home field, maybe more like five. So, yeah, four to five is what the what the model says. Model The, the actual spread's a little bit higher than, than the model in this one. Yeah. So I think that the game's going to be close closer. I think that neither team is going to lose the incentive to score. I think Ohio State has so much skill at the receiver receiver position and if anybody would admit that the weakness of the Georgia defense if there is one is the yeah. defensive backs. I think that CJ CJ Stroud is going to be able to pass the ball not with ease, but I think he's going to put up some numbers. I think those receivers are going to make some good catches. I think Ohio State's going to score, I don't know, 24, 28 points, and I think Georgia's going to score more than that. So this game feels like it ends up like 35, 28, 35, 24, something, something like that. So um, I, I think that over 61 is going to be a, a really good play in this one. Jake? Yeah, I like the over, and I'm going to lay the points with Georgia here. I, I think 
<laughs> I think this number this number is short for Georgia. I, I just I think they're they're really like Stetson Bennett's last couple of games has played very very well. Um, they're starting to get a lot of more production out of the receivers, which really makes that offense dangerous because uh, the way they run the ball. Plus defensively, it, I mean I guess the weakest parts are secondary, but I mean. Not to be too much of a homer, but Tennessee had a really good passing offense, and I think it's very comparable to the talent that Ohio State has, and they shut that down. They played man-to-man on the outsides, really, and just beat – and just won every battle. Um, and I don't – I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably better than Jalen Hyatt, but I don't think he's that much better where he's going to take advantage of things they couldn't. Uh, I just – I don't see Ohio State doing too much – here, but I, I think Georgia is going to just put up points, and Ohio State's going to be there, kind of like this LSU game where we got 80 points, but Georgia was just dominated the whole way. 80 points in that game is is still kind of crazy yeah. <laughs> to look yeah. back on. I, I don't I don't think anybody really predicted quite that many. Um, so because uh, Jared and I are officially on the over, Jake, you're also on the over, and you are lying the six and a half with Georgia. I, I'm going to take the contrarian position here and, and I've got a lot of reasons for it. So uh, th- this segment might get long. Uh, number one, there've been four times that the winner of the college football playoff has made the playoff the next year. All four times they did win their semifinal game, but they lost the championship game. It's very hard to repeat in any sport because of the extra games, the toll that it takes, maybe a little bit of lack of motivation, the offseason, a little bit of sitting fat and happy, that sort of thing. It's very difficult. But the key is that in those four semifinal games that they won, they weren't impressive in any of them. Talk about all the blowouts in the college ball playoff, but of those four games, None of them were those blowouts that we speak of. The two times that the teams covered uh, were very short. Uh, One of the times didn't cover at all. And the other one was the one I want to talk about, which is Clemson, Ohio State. That Clemson, Ohio State game that we talked about was just a fantastic, that late score. Um, That's, I think, what we have here. And that was the exact same situation, that Clemson was coming off of winning the national championship. The next year just escapes by Ohio State. And I think we see a similar story here. Georgia coming off the national championship, being a little bit more beat up, a little more, you know, from those extra games. I think they can just get by Ohio State, but I think it's going to be that same sort of game. I think that the, the, the reason I built the model is to take all of the data in and synthesize and see how it all looks out. I think we're all a little bit overreacting to that Ohio State Michigan because it was the last time we saw Ohio State. But I, I just I'm curious if we take Georgia's schedule and if we shift things around, what if the last time we saw Georgia was when they only put up 16 against Kentucky? Or what if the last time we saw Georgia was when they were tied at the half or whatever it was against Georgia Tech? Or what if the last time we saw Georgia was when they beat Missouri by four points or the Kent State game. I think that, you know, even giving up 30 last week to LSU, I think they give up 30 to Ohio State. And if Ohio State scores 30, they got a decent chance to cover, right? doesn't mean they will because Georgia could score 50, of course. But Michigan scored a lot of those touchdowns on big plays. You have to think Ohio State's going to try to figure out how to stop that. I'm not sure that they can, but I mentioned earlier, we've had a lot of blowouts in the, in the college football playoff era because we've had where we've had like two really good teams and then it's been the rest. Well, when you look at the power ratings, it's actually been three that Ohio state's been one of those top teams. So I think we're just a little bit getting carried away with the last time we saw Ohio state. So I just don't like laying it with Georgia just because I think there's a lot of ways that Ohio state keeps us close. Really nothing would surprise me if Ohio State wins this game or if Georgia wins by 20. I just think it's a stay away. I think the over is a safe investment because I think Ohio State's got the skill to do just what LSU did, which is put up 30. And if Ohio State puts up 30, 
this game's, you know, 30 plus, this game's got a really good chance of, of getting over yeah. because Ohio State, I don't think their defense is as bad as that Michigan game. And you look at all the metrics, they aren't that bad, but Georgia's going to score, right? Yeah. Both yeah. these teams are going to score. So there's all my reasons why you shouldn't lay the points with Georgia. Uh, I'll open the floor for a rebuttal. I, I think I would just, I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned stay away because. I, I feel like I can look at it from the opposite direction and be like, I feel like I've seen Ohio State mess around in too many games this season. And it's just, again, you just listed off all the games where Georgia kind of Obvious, Obviously, yeah. We, there's a and, lot of Ohio State ones, yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of Ohio State ones too. And I, I, don't, I keep going back to that Penn State game, how they just did, it was just nothing for like three quarters. And then the fourth quarter, they just turned it on like that. And, you know, you saw in that fourth quarter why they're in the, the playoff, you know, because when they turn it on, they are great. Uh, but yeah, same thing. I've just seen too much from Ohio State this season that gives me pause with, with taking six and a half points. Yeah. And we talked, we talked actually before the Ohio State Michigan, one of the reasons why we and the model were on Michigan was Ohio State seemed to struggle on the road is this a road game? Right. It's like, were the Ohio state struggles on the road about the opposing crowd? Was it about, you know, you know, it's going to be loud there for sure. There should yeah. be a lot of Georgia fans, but there'll be a lot of Ohio state fans too, that are hopefully not going to be making noise when their team has the ball. Right. So <laughs> I don't really know, but they, they did, they were a better, much better team at home than they were on the road. Um, you know, it's like I said, this is being a quasi road game. Like you said, there's a lot of different ways you can you can kind of look at it. And it kind of, especially at seven, I think it's a stay away. I think if you're going to play Georgia, I definitely think you want to get the six and a half. Because um, obviously seven is a, a fairly likely landing spot for this one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I can't get out of my head just the times that like, I know Georgia's not shown up to a couple games, but it's every game they needed to. They flip that switch and they just dominate. I mean, the Tennessee game, the score is not dominant, but Lord Tennessee never felt like it was yeah. okay. It felt like it was a hundred to one the whole time because yeah. there was nothing Tennessee could do. I mean, and then I mean LSU scored thirty, but I mean that's Georgia. Georgia just put up they were, fifty. It yeah. wasn't they were and they were never in it. Yeah, no, and I mean I, like in the Oregon win. I mean I know there was a lot of that's early and all that, but Lord, it's like they came out saying, "Hey, we're still number one," and absolutely dog yeah. an Oregon team that turned out to be really good and they just made them look terrible and then like like you said Ohio State that Penn State game man, that, that's a 13 point win that needed a miracle set sort of set uh, circumstances kind of like Louisville in the Wake Forest game like I don't know I don't know if that happens if that deep no that guy doesn't make seven plays there to, to be fair uh, I know there's a lot of hand wringing over the way that game ended and, and should they have won that or whatever, but CJ Stroud was 26 of 33 yeah. for 354. That game didn't throw an interception. Uh, Henderson had 4.9 yards per carry. So I, yeah. and, and uh, yes, Georgia's better. But... <laughs> like, yeah. It was, that's what I'm saying. Like then Penn state was like, if you like, I'm taking Bennett over Clifford and I'm taking any Georgia running back over, whatever Penn State's got, and then they're better on defense overall. So that, that's uh, – I don't know. And then, like, Maryland put up 30 on this team. And I, I, just, man, I just don't see how Ohio State really hangs in this game. I could be wrong, sticking my foot in my mouth here, but I really just don't I, – I don't think they've got it. Well, I, I will say I think the, the main reason why I, I think – I think it's a stay away. I'm not saying that I, I, I think I would – recommend betting Ohio State though if I was again I'd be waiting for seven 
is the the fact that you got almost 30 days to prep for this, I think matters a lot because we were talking a little bit before show that CJ Stroud has not really run the ball much. Um, he, he ran a little bit against Northwestern because the elements there kind of forced him to. You have to wonder if they've got, you know, four weeks to prep for this, if that's going to be an element that they add add to the playbook or what else are they going to script up in order to try to have some success against Georgia? I don't think Georgia needs the extra time. I think if this game was played on Saturday, I think Georgia could go up there and put up 30, 40 points, whatever against Ohio state. So I don't think the extra time really benefits them because they are already the best team in the country. I think it benefits a team like Ohio state who knows they've got to do a little something different. The, the other thing I want to bring up is last year, right? We all thought, you know, I say we all Georgia played Alabama in the conference championship game. Georgia was favored. Alabama won that pretty handily. I think Georgia got up, scored like the first touchdown, and then it was all Alabama, if I remember correctly. Then in the national championship game, it was pretty flipped. I mean, it was mostly all Georgia. Uh, Alabama had just couldn't ever quite get back in the game. And every time they tried to, you know, there was like a turnover, big play from Georgia. Again, I just wonder how much of the last thing we saw with Ohio State and Michigan is playing into our thought process in – just because that was the last thing that didn't matter at all last year for the national championship game. Right. And is Ohio state with all this time going to be able to do something a little bit different. And again, utilize some other players, especially a guy like Stroud who, who we think can run the ball a little bit more, keep Georgia off balance, create and again, create that shootout, which again is I think why we all like the over here because it, you know, defensively Georgia is very good and Ohio state's not bad, at least according to the metrics, but with the way these offenses are, right, there's just, there should be points galore. And, you know, it should be a wild game, at least. Kind of like I said, I'm hoping, yeah. I'm hoping, like that Ohio State-Clemson game from a few years ago, yeah. that was just one of one of the only really legitimately good semifinal games we've had in the playoff era. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's what we're hoping for. Yep. All righty. Well, I think that's all we've got for this episode. We will break down every single bowl game uh, later on as we get closer. Uh, we'll have to do like a conference call to kind of try to figure out who the heck's playing and not playing and how we're adjusting our numbers <laughs> and whatever, what the model says. Just FYI, what the model says may not be what we're putting out as like the final prediction for this game based off of what sort of adjustments we need to make based off of who's playing and who's not playing. So obviously, we'll, this is where this is where with all models, you got to take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt because if half the offense isn't playing, that's going to change things. We're going to talk about every bowl as we get closer closer to them uh cousin Jared, any parting words uh for you about these semifinal games i can't believe that we've reached the the playoff i can't believe that the season's regular season is already over uh but it was it was a fun season and uh, i think we're gonna have we talked about it uh, some really good playoff games here yep jake i mean i can't believe we got back to the point where bambo is back in the playoffs like that just that whole circular events that happened to get us there is just insane and it's been a great year yeah, I'm, I'm glad that cooler heads prevailed and that we didn't put Bama back in the playoff. But the fact that there was some talk about that at the end of the year um, yeah. kind of blew my mind. Uh, but I'm, I, again, they're a great program, and I feel like they'll probably be right in the thick of things again next year. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll be there next year. I'm sure they'll be there next year, but I'm glad that we finally, uh, given that the, given that they lost, obviously if, if they'd won the games, I'd say they deserve to be there. But given that they lost, yeah. I'm glad that we have a playoff without them at least, whatever that's worth. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you're an Alabama fan, you've won a lot, so I, I feel like hopefully you're not you're not too bad in saying that. 
<laughs> all right. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content we've brought on this channel. Just dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again later with more sports betting content. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>